Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Good morning. How are you this morning on this Saturday morning? I know some of you are getting ready for the Memorial Day weekend celebration. Some of you may have already reached your destination (laughs) to where you want to be, whether that's with family or friends or just on a weekend getaway. And I'm so glad that you're tuning in from wherever you might be joining us again as we dive into the Word of God. And I just hope and I pray that you will enjoy this weekend, but that at the same time, you will remember those who ultimately sacrificed their lives for our freedom. So we're going to be picking up from the book of Zechariah. And we are in chapter 8, if you've been following along. If you are new today and joining us, we welcome you. We would recommend that you go back into the book of Zechariah and read chapters 1 through 7 and part of 8 so you can start catching up with us. And we're going to be picking it up today in chapter 8 starting with verse 7 where we had left off pretty much is that now the word of the Lord was coming to Zechariah. In a way like different from the visions that he had been given. Now he's talking to Zechariah and he's explaining to Zechariah and informing Zechariah of how God sees his people, how he has reverence for them, and um, what he wants to do in their lives, how he wants things to be done a certain way. And because God loves us so much, my friends, he will always, he will always be by our side and he'll fight for us. And he loves us. So he's a very zealous God. And we're going to be picking up in verse 7 and this is what it says. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. I will bring them back and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. Thus says the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong. You have been hearing in these days These words by the mouth of the prophets who spoke in the day the foundation was laid. For the house of the Lord of hosts, that the temple might be built. For before these days, there were no wages for man, nor any hire for beast. There was no peace from the enemy 
for whoever went out or came in. For I set all men, everyone, against his neighbor. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the reveal of the reminder of what the angel of the Lord was, the Lord of hosts was actually revealing to Zechariah about what he had done and what he was doing going forward with his people that he loved so much and making it clear of his statement to Zechariah of who he is, the almighty powerful God that does as he pleases. And we thank you for this word in Jesus' name, amen. So my friends, you know, here we are. The Lord of hosts is just continuing to speak with Zachariah. He's giving him an entire message, monologue message, if you really think about it. Because at this point, Zachariah is not even asking questions. He's just really listening, right? And some of the other visions that Zachariah has seen with the angel of the Lord... He was asking some questions here and there. But this, in this case, the Lord of the hosts is just speaking directly to Zechariah. And Zechariah is attentive, paying attention, listening to understand clearly what is being said to him. And the very first thing that the Lord of hosts tells Zechariah is that he's going to save his people from the land of the east and the land of the west. And he says, and I will bring them back. So as we know, we have been speaking along all this time. The children of um, uh, of Israel and the, ch- uh, the children of Judah, you know, they had been in exile for a while, for a long time actually. Uh, They had been oppressed by the Babylonians. They were going through different situations where um, they had lost everything that they had um, acquired and had built for themselves. And, you know, the temple, you know, again, uh, was destroyed. And people were downcast. So they were scattered. Some were taking, taken into possession to be treated as slaves and you know labor, labor workers for other people from the Babylonians, and many of them were executed. Many of them were um, just scattered. And when the Lord of hosts is saying here that he's going to bring his people back, that was a promise. That is not just talk. It is a promise. Meaning that he's going to bring back his people who have been scattered to the east and to the west. Because what was happening, my friends, is that it's just like anything else. We can look at this, you know, in what's happening with the Ukrainians today. They're being scattered all over. They're being forced out of their homes. They're being um, led to other, uh, you know, uh, countries 
other locations um, because they're being oppressed, you know, at this time. Uh, their homes are being destroyed. Their livelihoods are taken, are taken away from them, have been taken away from them. And, you know, many people have also died during this time. This war has been going on, I believe, now at this time, four months or something like that. That's a long time. Although we know that wars do last for a long, long time. But I guess because we haven't seen a war in a while, right, that really is close to home or touches our hearts or we have relationships with that country, those citizens, right, those residents, this hits a little bit more home. So we're getting information about it every day. But we know that even though right now those Ukrainians, their livelihoods have been, you know, invaded, they've lost everything, um, God will bless them and God will bring them back to him for those who are believers in Christ, especially. And um, what I can tell you is that in life, my friends, you might feel like you've been pushed out of your comfort zone, or you might feel like you've been pushed out of your home, or you might feel like you've been pushed out of the place that you've always been so familiar with. And that was your livelihood. And you may feel like you've been pushed or pressured to go somewhere or do something else that you're not really familiar with or you didn't really want to do. In those times of difficulties, my friends, I want to let you know that your Heavenly Father sees all these things and He will restore it. He will bring you back from whatever it is that you're facing. Because this is what happens. God is the knower of everything. He sees everything. He's aware of everything. He knows every detail of our lives. And God orchestrates certain things. And as you know, God allowed the Babylonians <laughs> to come into the community of the children of Judah and, and take them over. He allowed that because he was trying to bring and wanted to bring his children back onto him. Because God loves us so much and he's a jealous God of his children. He wants his children to be on the straight and narrow road. He wants us to be on the right track. He wants us to have a healthy, fulfilled life with him. And when we're not doing that, when we are like by the wayside and we're getting distracted and we're dabbling into other things we're not supposed to dabble into, God has to get a hold of us somehow. And if he tries to send different messengers to give us warning, which is what he's done numerously in this book, in the Bible, there are so many stories about prophets coming forward to communities and letting them know that they're way off track and that God sees what they're doing. God sends them as a messenger to tell them, hey, these are the things you need to do. These are the things you need to stop doing and get back to God. So when God is saying that he's going to bring his people back to him, that is a promise. Because God's intentions is that his people, his children, would be unified. Would be in a place that is healthy. Would be growing with him in relationship. And we can look at this and say, you know, that's what God does with us. When we backslidden, when we are finding ourselves that we're doubting God because of our circumstances, things we're struggling with. 
God says, I'm going to bring you back. You might be going through a difficult time right now. You might go, be going through a change you're not really familiar with. But I'm going to bring you back. And I'm going to bring you back onto me. Because ultimately, that's where we want to be is in God's presence. And then it continues to say here, And they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people. And I will be their God in truth and righteousness. When God makes a promise that he's going to bring us back from wherever we might be, my friends, God is going to make sure that he puts us in the midst of Jerusalem. So when he talks about putting us in the midst of Jerusalem, that is speaking in reference to the relationship covenant that we have with him. Because God will renew that with us. When we make a covenant with God, when we declare with our mouths and we say, you know, God, you are the true God, especially when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior into our hearts, my friends, and we declare that he died on the cross for our sins and that we accept that he's Lord over everything in our lives, he places us in the midst of his presence, in the midst of this um, this. I don't know about you, but the only way I could describe it is that when I first got saved, when I first accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart, I felt like I was walking on a cloud. And I felt like this entire aura around me was a protection. Everyone kept telling me, you know, you, you look like you're glowing, but they had no clue why I was glowing. Um, and so God placed me at that time. In, I felt like I was in the midst of God's presence and I was in the midst of this new new aura this new I don't I no longer had a black cloud over me if that makes any sense I felt like there was there was sunshine you know there I I felt like something was being renewed something new was starting in my life and this is exactly what God is uh, the Lord of hosts is referring to right now as he's speaking to Zachariah when he said I'm going to take my people back but, you know, it's also about the relationship that's going to be renewed with my people. And the community itself, when I bring my people back onto me, God is saying, it's going to be a community that's going to be filled with my presence. And that's something, my friends, that we should always be excited about. Especially if you know that you have backslidden, if you've walked away from God, if you have doubted God, if you're lukewarm, and you're saying to yourself, I need to come back to God. I need to rededicate myself. You need to do it now. You need to do it quickly. Because the excitement with that is that God will embrace you. Because he always wants his people to turn back to him. He always wants to be in your presence. And the beauty of it, my friends, is that when he renews that with you all over again, and now to rebuild this relationship, you are now going to be comforted by the one and true God who truly loves you and is the one and only major protector of all his children. See, because man can walk away from us, man can hurt us, they can wound us, 
they can disrespect us they can put us in a place of you know speak to us in a condescending way man men women you know in the flesh human beings will always at times you know offend us they will speak bad words to us they can curse us it's, you know it's just a line a list of, uh, of things that they can do to us that really hurts us but God is a God of love and he wants to embrace us and he wants to give us words of life and he wants to encourage us and lift us up and elevate us and have us in places uh, where he knows that that is the place we need to be so when you've had the opportunity to go back to God go back running my friends don't just you know walk slowly go back and embrace him in such a way like never before because when he's going to embrace you as it says here he's going to make you his again and you're going to be his that's the promise he's making right here this is the statement that he's making to Zachariah and not only is that going to happen my friends but God is also going to do it in truth and righteousness which means there's going to be this promise of forgiveness and restoration that's going to be extended to all of us no matter where we're at so like even today as i was just saying no matter where you're listening in from god is there in the mess with you i know every time i am doing this podcast i know for a fact that my heavenly father is here with me he's here with me in spirit the holy spirit is here with me in spirit and there's just a truth and a righteousness about the pre- their presence right now in my life. And I am hoping that you also feel that truth and righteousness presence in your life. That it's evident that they're there with you. And my friends, you can tell the difference when you know you've done wrong and you've walked away and you're distant from God. And it just doesn't feel right in your in your spirit, in your flesh. It doesn't feel right in your mind. But when you know that you have a beautiful relationship with your Heavenly Father and you have um, accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, there is just this beautiful presence and peace and joy and, and, and just um, everything that uh, surrounds us, so we're surrounded by them. Because um, God's presence is such a presence of love and peace and stillness that it's just beautiful. And when you're in that place, you are just in like la la land. It's it's just a beautiful feeling. So when he's saying that, he's saying that he's giving us the promise of forgiveness. He's going to forgive us as long as we repent. <laughs> and we and we redeem ourselves and we ask for forgiveness and we admit and confess with our mouths what we've done our heavenly father hears us he's very attentive to us he's re- he knows every detail and as long as we truly are genuinely forgiving we're not asking just for forgiveness to our heavenly father who forgives us with love and embraces us immediately but we're also asking for forgiveness to even people we may have hurt during the process of being, you know, um, a backslidden or just lazy 
dazzy about life and distant from God, we may have even hurt people. So it's not just reconciliation and um, restoration with your Heavenly Father of your relationship with Him now again. But we also have to extend that, my friends, to other people we may have hurt and wounded and offended. We have to ask for their forgiveness. But we also have to forgive ourselves because we're human beings and we get caught up sometimes in things we're not supposed to. Our Heavenly Father understands that about us. That although we're supposed to be always operating in the Spirit because we are one with Him, that we get caught up because we're human beings and we're walking around in the flesh. And there are a lot of things in the principalities of the air that are constantly targeting us, especially those of us who are believers in Christ, who want to do the right thing every day. We're constantly being tested. Things are being thrown our way. We're constantly being tempted. And as long as you have the Word of God and you're grounded in the foundation of what He's laid out with you, you should be able to resist those things, say no to them. Walk away and and embrace God. And then it says here, thus says the Lord of hosts. Again, you know, the Lord of hosts is making this great statement. And um, as he's making these statements, Zachariah is just listening. He's very attentive. And it says, let your hands be strong. You who have been hearing in these days. These words by the mouth of the prophets. So, what does that mean? It says, pay attention. Let your hands be strong. And why would the Lord of hosts say, let your hands be strong? Because when the Lord of hosts was speaking to Zechariah and explaining uh to Zechariah, how he was going to gather his people back to him that was scattered, and how he was going to make them his, and they were going to be, they want to make um, him theirs. Um, God was bringing them back to him for a renewed beginning purpose in their lives. And much of it had to do also when God wanted them to come back to him and do something specific. Because see, my friends, God always wants us to come back to Him. Right? But when we come back to God and He restores us, renews us, He prepares us, He equips us, He just places us in a new season in our lives that is going to be different from what we were doing before. He also wants us to be proactive. He just doesn't want us to just sit on our couch after he's re-embraced us. He wants us to be, for us to be full of life with that embrace and to move forward to do whatever he would require of us to do. You know, many times we are, you and I are crying out to God to help us in situations that we want to be brought out of because maybe we put ourselves there. And then God brings us out, but then what do we do? We get excited. We're like, thank you, Lord. And we go right back to the couch and sit down. 
Well, that's not what God wants us to do. If God has renewed us, if he's restored us, if he's given us a new opportunity, a new beginning, if he has filled us, you know, like we should be all over again with the Holy Spirit, excited for the Lord, we should be willing vessels to do whatever the Lord will ask us to do because now he has taken us out of a place where we were before and now he wants us to do something for the kingdom. He wants us to be a testimony unto other people. He wants to embrace us and say, hey, you know, I'm going to have you carry out this task because I need a messenger or I need a beacon of light to go somewhere and do something for my people, other people, as he's done for you. And many times there are so few of us that are excited to do that. While the rest of us say, oh, well, I just wanted to come back to have the relationship, but I really didn't want to carry anything out. That's not how it's supposed to be. When God gives you, you know, God gives us so many chances, my friends. You know how they say second chances? God gives us so many chances. So in those chances that he gives us, we don't need to prove ourselves to him because we're going to do exactly what he's asked us to do. But what we definitely want to do is be an available vessel that is willing to carry out God's kingdom work to help others the way he has helped us. Because our testimony when we share with other people, my friends, it gives light to other people in conversation of hearing what we're saying. And it's the same thing here, the same way that the Lord of hosts is speaking directly to Zechariah and giving him the words he needs to give him and understanding of why he, why he does what he does. It's the same for us. If God has taken you out of the pit of hell and has brought you to a place of peace, love, comfort, joy, he has restored things for you. He has placed you on a pedestal. He has restored your family. He has restored your heart. He has healed your heart. He has healed your mind. I mean, he has healed you from health. He's, you know, brought you back to life and you are active again. Then you stay proactive on behalf of the Lord. Be that willing vessel to say, I want to be a witness for what God has done in my life to share with others. Because a lot of times, my friends, when we're thinking we're in it alone, and then we realize once we get the relationship with God and we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we realize, wow, all this time, this anchor was here for me, and I finally embraced it and embraced me. I'm not alone. Well, your testimony to tell other people what has happened in your life is to let them know they're not alone. So they too can encounter their Heavenly Father and also accept Christ into their lives as well. So when he's talking about, you know, you're hearing these days the words by the mouth of the prophet, meaning you are hearing what I've instructed and told the prophets to tell you with messages, right? Because the prophets were um, appointed by God. They were ordained. They were called to be messengers of God onto the community, onto people. And the Lord of hosts is saying, let your hand be strong. You who have been hearing in these days, these words by the mouth of the prophets. So 
let your hands be strong get ready embrace what the prophet is telling you for what he's telling you is for the good of everyone and what we're gonna do here in this community get your hands strong like be ready right be ready to serve how many of us can say that because god has done so much in our lives that when we hear the voice of a prophet and it, and it confirms with our spirits a confirmation of some sort that we think God has been speaking to us about and we get a confirmation from someone who's a messenger from God well we have to act on that we have to be ready we have to be strong because like I said God will always equip us and give us everything we need to then go forward. So as the prophets are speaking, the Lord of hosts is saying, you've heard their words. You've heard the message they've brought to you, right? So pay attention. Don't just hear it and dismiss it. Hear it and make sure you're ready to do what they're asking you to do on my behalf. And it says, who spoke in the day the foundation was laid. So, who spoke, that means the prophet spoke specific things of a foundation that was laid. Of the message that they brought forward to the people, which was something that God ultimately wanted them to do. Prepare them for, get them ready for. So if the prophet came and said, this is the message of the Lord. He wants us to be in prayer. He wants us to be in fasting. He wants us to be um, in community with one another. He wants us to really meditate on him. And he wants us to take these actions, right? So like when the prophet came to tell the community, about the rebuilding of the temple, he came with specific words that were given to him by God that he gave to the people of how things were gonna be structured, how things were gonna be done, who was gonna be in charge of it, who was gonna be overseeing it, who was gonna participate in it, how it was going to be handled, how it was gonna be laid out, and how especially it was going to be completed, right? And God is saying, showing, and reminding Zechariah in the statement, and reminding us as well, my friends, of who the prophets were who spoke in the day the foundation was laid, right? Because the foundation is very important to anything that's going to be stable, maintained, and contained. So if you have the follow solid foundation that your heavenly father gives you and you lay it out that is going to be a solid foundation based on the fact that it's not going to crumble it is going to be concrete it's going to be solid so when he's saying that he's reminding uh, Zachariah about how he went about speaking to the people at that time through the prophets and what the prophets laid down as specific instructions that had to be carried out according to how the Lord wanted them to be carried out. And it says, For the house of the Lord of hosts, that the temple might be built. 
So when the temple was being built, whether it was the first time or the second time, the, uh, the prophets were coming along and giving the messages to the people of how it had to be done. Because they were getting that message from God. God was clearly speaking to the prophets, the mediators, uh, those who were called and anointed by God to hear his voice so that they could relay it to the people. And as long as the people were attentive, paid attention, and did exactly what the messenger was delivering, which they knew was the truth and righteousness of God, they did it with a good, willing heart. And they did it according to timeliness for it to be completed. And we can apply this to us today too, my friends. Because look, how many times can we say that we have heard someone tell us something? We have heard the voice of God clearly to do something. After, especially after we may have backslidden and come back to relationship with him. Now God wants to give us an assignment. He wants to give us a task. How many times can we say we heard his voice? Well, we just don't want to hear the voice, my friends. We want to be proactive. If God asks us to do something, we want to do it. And we want to do it with a loving heart. And we want to do it with joy unto the Lord. Because he's just allowing you to be a vessel now being utilized on his behalf. You're like an ambassador for him. And when we're ambassadors for Christ, when we're ambassadors for God, my friends, I'm telling you, there there is a um, a blessing in that. You know, um, you have been chosen specifically for such a time and a task at hand. So why not enjoy the process? Why not enjoy what God is asking you to do. You know why? Because what happens sometimes with us is in the flesh, we get a little like, you know, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not capable. I don't, I don't really have the tools. I don't have the knowledge, but God equips us. You just have to be the willing vessel, especially in the Bible. We read so many stories about people that God chose to do certain things that they themselves were not equipped, but God equipped them. Because when God asks you to do something, my friends, he's going to equip you. He's going to give you everything you need. And he's going to give you the words that are also going to come out of your mouth. He's also, if you have to write anything for God or do anything for God, any presentations for God, he's also going to allow you to know how to write what you're going to do. Creatively, he's going to give it to you, whatever you're going to put together. Because everything comes from him to us. And then it says here, For before those days, well, before these days, there were no wages for man, nor any hire for beast. There was no peace from the enemy for whoever went out or came in. For I set all men, everyone against his neighbor. That is a reminder of, of what the Lord of hosts is saying to Zechariah about what God was doing. During that time, he allowed also the Babylonians to come over and take over Judah. God allowed that. God was like, everyone's just going to be against everyone because everyone's against me. You have to ask yourself sometimes that when you go against God, some of you may have experienced this, 
You know, you doubt God, you curse God, you scream at God, you yell at God, you know, you, you demand things from God because <laughs> things are going your way. <laughs> so because you think things are not going your way, you're like, well, I'm going to take matters into my own hands, you know? And then next thing you know, things just start going chaotic in your life. Enemies stop popping up here and there. People now start treating you that way. <laughs> and then you're like, why are they yelling at me? <laughs> well, because you were yelling at God. <laughs> or, you know, things happen where things just start to go crazy. You know, you start to lose things. Things, things that you had in place start to fall apart. Deals die, you know. Um, blessings that you had before now, they go a different way. They unfold. And you're just like, but wait a minute, I thought I was going to be blessed for life with this. Not necessarily if you've turned away from God. Now, that's not to say, my friends, that there are times when God will give us a blessing. So I'll share this story with you. So I've been living in this one place for several years since I moved to California. And God had actually shown me that dream, uh, well, that place in a dream. And I didn't know what that meant for the future. But once God fulfilled the dream, here I am in this blessing because he showed it to me in a dream. And now several years have passed by, primarily five years now. And the blessing that God has given me is now coming to an end. But it's not because I was not in truth and righteousness with him. And it's not because I've turned away from him. And it's definitely not because I'm not in relationship with him. It's because God gives us blessings in different stages and seasons in our lives. And for me right now, this blessing that he gave me that I was a good steward of all these years is coming to a close, but God already opened another blessing door that I've already walked through in preparation for the one he's closing here. Because when God is going to bless us, my friends, he's going to bless us abundantly beyond everything, anything we could have imagined or even asked for. And God knew exactly what I needed as he's closing this door of blessing and opening my next blessing door, which he's already opened it. I'm not left behind going, what am I going to do? What's going to go happen next? No, he's already set all that up for me. And now I will walk with an open, gracious heart unto my heavenly father, honoring him, for this next blessing that he's given me. And I will also be a good steward of that in truth and righteousness with him and continue in my relationship with him and continue to carry out whatever task he's going to ask me to do. Because God knows the desires of our hearts, my friends. We may not always get what we want, but we definitely get what we need. And then in getting exactly what we need and just being thankful and grateful to the Lord for it, 
Next thing you know, God will come and put something on your lap that you wanted. So my friends, God does everything structurally. He has a step-by-step process that he uses for our lives. And the same way he's speaking to Zachariah about the people at this time who were scattered and that he was going to bring them back unto him and that he was going to be theirs and they were going to be his and how he was reminding Zachariah of how the prophet spoke to the people and how he was making it very clear to them that they needed to be strong with their hands, meaning they needed to get ready to work. When someone says, are you ready with your hands to pick up that couch? Are you ready with your hands to pick up those boxes? Are you ready with your hands to lift them up to your heavenly father and get the supernatural energy that you need from heaven to fulfill whatever he has asked you to do in your life? You should be ready and say, yes, I'm strong because the Lord makes us strong, right? Even when we feel we're weak, the Lord makes us strong. He gives us the supernatural power. I can tell you that just recently with having to do like the move that I'm, this big move I'm doing, um, and uh, there were times I was just tired, but just I felt the supernatural energy just come into my body to help me lift things and move things and uh, other people who helped me move things that I was so grateful for as well he's still giving me the power like I just got back from a business trip and I'm going to continue the rest of my move this weekend to finish it and, and complete it because like I said he's already given me my new blessing my new door blessing and I've already walked into it and it's just going to be a beautiful thing Um, So my friends, I just want to encourage you that in this scripture, as the Lord of hosts is speaking to Zechariah and reminding Zechariah of what God was doing for his people, how he was restoring them uh, through forgiveness and restoration and how he was bringing them back onto him. And he was going to, you know, give them the things again that they needed that were taken away from him. He's also reminding them that proactively they have to get involved. They have to get involved and they have to be ready to carry out whatever tasks and assignments he has for them to do. And that most of all, he's reminding them that because there was a time... No wages for men or any hire for beasts, meaning that once their livelihoods were taken away, there was nothing that they could acquire. They couldn't work. They were slaves unto other people, um, as well as there was no peace from their enemy. They were constantly being hounded and harassed, picked on, mocked on, you know, disgracefully humiliated, you know, and and not only that, but... um, you know, whoever came in and went out with that enemy. So the enemy was everywhere. It didn't matter. Um, and, and here's the thing. And then when all this happened and, you know, neighbor was against neighbor, that means there was no peace. Nobody liked anybody. Nobody got along. Nobody was willing to give a helping hand. Nobody was willing to say, hey, I watch your place. You watch my place. I got your back. You, you know, you got my back. Nothing was happening like that. So everybody felt lost. They felt scattered. They felt oppressed. They felt defeated. 
And God is saying, in this situation, I'm reminding you of this, but I'm, I also am letting you know that I bring my people back onto me. So, my friends, you know, this scripture is very important for us too. Because if you have felt that you've been scattered, if you have felt that you've fallen by the wayside, just turn right back around. God will forgive you. Ask for forgiveness. God will restore you. Ask for restoration. You know, and start all over again with what God would want you to do. And whether that's small things or big things, it's a, a place of gratitude that we need to do unto our Heavenly Father because He wants us to be drawn back to Him. And we must do that. Let Him be drawn to us as we are drawn to Him. So my friends, I hope that this has blessed you. I just want to let you also know that when the people back in the day were listening to the words of encouragement from the prophets, it just wasn't about just, oh, this is great. We're getting a message from God and we're listening. And here's the prophet who we respect. And wow, amazing information he's given us. But it was also about carrying out the action that the prophet was bringing in his messaging to the people. It was about us being proactive, needing to be strong, and do whatever God wanted us to carry out to do. So I'm hoping in your life right now that if God has spoken to you directly, you heard his voice, or you've had a confirmation in your spirit from someone else who's brought a special word to you, my friends, act on it. Get ready. Be prepared. God will equip you. And you will fulfill that destiny and that purpose that he has for your life. So my friends, it has truly been a pleasure sharing the word of God with you today. Continue to stay strong. Continue to stay encouraged. Know that God loves you. Continue to spread the good news of who Christ is in your life. Because there are a lot of people hurting today. And there's a lot of things going on in this world. And people just need to hear words of life from someone else. And they also need to have an encounter with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They need an anchor. So my friends, I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week where we'll rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage. A new beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.